0: everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. what's up world it's your boy big court from the holding court podcast chcp is where the streets and black excellence meet and is brought to you exclusively by the revolt podcast network anchored in hip-hop powered by creators What's up, World? It's your boy Big Court of the Holding Court Podcast. And I'm here with the with the gang gang.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's up, uh, to my oldest daughter, uh baby Rachel?
1: We are finally we're diversifying. Yes, we're for court. sure. We we expanding, right? <laughs> we
0: expanding. Been here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. He's like, I yeah, was just so. What did you what, what? did you forget? Did you forget? I do you forget. You just I forget sometimes. Yeah, I we've, been, some we've time. been here.
2: And producer Ken in the house. The Question: Why isn't she named Court as well? I was just wondering <laughs> that. You know, when what? we were talking. Well, we'll introduce our guests in a second, but. Why isn't she also court? It's, I don't
0: know. You know, and the funny thing is that she should be the one that that should be named. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Because she's the most like me and looks <laughs> most like me. Yeah.
2: So it was just, who knows? I, I was 16. Yomi. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yes. Yomi yep, named yep, her? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was almost Rebecca. Name? Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, God. I was no, you were Rebecca. almost, uh, it was a mm. name that I wanted to oh, name. but your No, it was R name. I can't remember. Raquel. I wanted to name you Raquel. But your mother didn't like some chick named Raquel. So that's why that happened.
1: Well, I still get caught, I can, depending on the person, mother. It's okay. All, right.
0: <laughs> All good, but we we have got a legendary, a legendary guest. Yes, a legendary guest. very, yes. very special guest. <laughs> For <my culture>. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. getting bad. Hold on, I'm gonna let you do. It. <laughs> uh, very, very special guest that mm-hmm. I can't believe is is here. No, like you know, I can't believe Thank it's here, you. but it's true. Uh, we have uh, y'all know who this woman is. If you're looking at her, I know y'all wilding out. Like, oh, that's you know. <laughs> The beautiful, incomparable Miss Christina Loken. Thank you so much.
3: Very happy to be yes, here.
0: Yes, yes. I, I appreciate you, you know, taking your time to come because I know you were coming from another shoot. So
4: I appreciate
0: you making that happen and accommodating. And um, yes, okay, no further ado. Uh, we got to give a shout out to Chris LeVar, the homie Chris LeVar. Indeed. Um, yep. Okay, Chris. Um, uh, Chris, my friend, Chris LaVar, and the youngest ring announcer in the world, Cameron Michael, a.k.a. Kill a Cam. There you go, Chris. <laughs> did you have to read that? I did. did he sent that to you? Yeah, he asked me to say it. Oh.
4: <laughs> so, you know, he connected the, the dots. That's the company you keep.
0: Yeah, he connected <laughs> the dots. So you know what I mean?
4: apparently,
2: I don't know. <laughs> Chris so
3: I, is is a very talented man. Yes, he, yes. He Chris really is, is with the homie. His freestyling, it's it's impressive.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Chris is the yeah. homie. Uh I yeah. met Chris through uh we have a mutual friend. We have two mutual friends, Ice T and Tiny. R.
4: R. and R. so, R.
0: yeah, R I P to the homie Tiny, uh Debo. And so I met Chris because Debo uh uh Tiny mm-hmm. he was putting together a project that he had both uh Chris and I on. And so that's where me and Chris met. So shout out to the homie. We appreciate you, Chris. Um, but yes, Christana, mm-hmm. Christana, uh man, legendary actress, uh, still in the game. Still doing things. Yep,
3: oh, haven't gone crazy yet. Yeah,
0: <laughs> very, very, very. There's insanity, sanity actually in the last day or so. <laughs> yeah, kind
3: yeah, of. yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Very outspoken. It's it's funny. I, as I was kind of doing some research, I was like, oh, she got a little fire in her. She she say what she means.
4: That's
3: true. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, my um my older sister has always um underscored that point is to really <laughs> stand up for what you believe in yeah. and speak your truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody which,
3: can fault you on that then in the end because it's what you believe, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah which you have done. I, I went and looked, I was like, okay, yeah, she she don't pull no punches. But I wanna start from the beginning a little bit just to touch on your background. So um, you're Norwegian and uh, German. German. yeah, German, but you grew up in Ghent.
3: Yes, the metropolis of Ghent. No, I'm joking. It's it's (laughs) like you blink and you've gone through it. But yes, I grew up on a fruit farm in upstate New York that my parents had for 43 years called Love Apple Farm. And it was a big summer and fall destination for families. Um, Pick your own fruit, gourmet roadside market, bakery, petting zoo for kids. Um, It was really an idyllic childhood.
2: Mm -hmm. This is upstate New York? Yeah. I I just realized that there's a lot of like farmland. You always think of New York as Mm -hmm. like New York. Yeah, for sure. But my brother-in-law, his family owns like the largest like pepper farm in the U.S. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's all upstate New York too.
3: Yeah, people think New York and they just think of the city. But um, yeah, upstate is absolutely gorgeous. And ironically, um, I was just back up there um, shooting a film Mm -hmm. um, called Dark Night of the Soul. Uh, that we can mm. talk about later, oh, but absolutely. it was really nice to be back um, only 40 minutes away. I got to visit the farm again because it's, even though my parents have sold it, it's still an operation and visit some friends. And um, Hudson is the nearest, closest, you know, city. Yeah. And uh, it's really a happening weekend spot for New Yorkers and second home spot for New Yorkers now. But um, there's a lot going on there, and it is the third oldest city in New York State. The whales used to come that far up the Hudson River, so it was an old whale oil village.
2: Mm. Yeah, wow. did you actually grow up farming? Like,
3: oh yeah, I mean it was—it's a big farm. Yeah. So
0: you milk cows? Mm.
3: Fruit farm. Oh, fruit farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we were the largest. <laughs> Yeah, not a dairy farm. (laughs) Not Missouri,
1: not us.
0: (laughs) Well, when I think of farm, I think of like everything. Goats, like cows, hay, horses, you know. Well, we
3: did have a petting zoo, uh, which came later. But um, no, it was a big fruit farm, uh, over 26 varieties of apples, largest Mm -hmm. peach growers in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad was a real pioneer with the, the way in which and style of how he picked fruit. You've probably heard the term tree ripe. That was his phrase he coined that oh, really? which means you essentially pick the same tree several times to ensure the quality and the ripeness of the fruit mm-hmm. he was also a pioneer with the cloudy cider you know right before it was just apple juice mm-hmm. and now we drink apple cider um so he had apple cider and made hard apple cider Love apple farms, love juice, may cause amorous behavior was the catchphrase <laughs> on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they had a lot of fun with
4: the
2: farm. This is involved yeah. in big fruit, mm-hmm. well, I mean, big pharma, big fruit. <laughs> 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 I'm, not gonna, I'm
3: not gonna go on with that joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> as a, I'm curious, as a kid, um, were you always into the arts? Were you always into, like, did you start with innocent pretending and different things like that? Yeah,
3: you know, it's it's interesting. Um, as far back as I can remember, um, I wanted to be an actress. Mm. So when I was young, I did various different types of um, lessons of dance, different types of dance lessons, and then horseback riding, and um, then voice lessons, and I did summer stock theater and, <clears throat> excuse me, various things. Um, And then uh, when I was 13, I was watching uh, that film Beethoven uh, with the big St. Bernard, and there was Mm -hmm. a girl in it who was about my age, Nicole Tom. She ended up becoming a friend of mine after I moved out here, (laughs) ironically. But I said to my parents, how do I get to do that? Mm -hmm. And so my dad had been an actor. He's also a writer, still is. My mother had been a model, um, and he said, let me take you into New York, and I can introduce you to Monty Silver, which was his old agent. And I met him, and they said, okay, great, we'll we'll take you on. And they said, as a matter of fact, there's an audition that we think you'd be right for um, that's happening today or tomorrow, whenever it was, for a soap opera, As the World Turns. Oh, yeah. And uh, I went into that audition, and I read with um, – my my little love interest, you know, teenage love interest on the show Jason Biggs from The American Pie, mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. Fame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um we did our scene and I remember him being very interested in the kissing part of the scene. <laughs> 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 um but I ended up getting the job and I thought, well, like this is really easy, you know. I mean, little did I know it was beginner's luck. Yeah. And um but anyway, that was my first job and uh, Went from there.
0: How nervous were you for that, the first on on camera kiss?
3: You know, it's funny. I I I never really mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. to me. I, I've always I, I I really enjoy performing, so it okay. wasn't even a yeah. thought.
0: Yeah. About so that. even at that young age, you were able to separate the pretend from real life. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, I still am. But sometimes it's hard. I mean, yeah.
3: I to be honest, you know. I've done a lot of um, characters that, uh, like the one I just did with Dark Night of the Soul too. who's going through really a a deep, emotional, traumatic, basically looking death in the face over the course of a night. Mm -hmm. Dark Night of the Soul is taken from a poem, which essentially means it's your own um, catharsis to come to terms with death to -hmm. make it into the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And this is a woman who has a high position at the CDC. It's a pandemic. She can't find the cure, and her husband and daughter were patient one and two.
0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat,
4: then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Mm.
3: She gets into a car accident, her legs bleeding out, So suffice to say, this is not a romantic comedy. You know, this is a very intense (laughs) experience. It's, you know, it's, you know, my kind of 127 hours or castaway or Mm. something like that. So when you go through this emotional process of what the character is going through, um, it takes a while for me to like come out of that um, in my own life and just let it go
0: again. Mm. Did Did you take acting classes?
3: Oh yeah. I've mm-hmm. taken a lot of classes through the years. I've had some some really wonderful teachers okay. for sure.
0: Did you start in theater as well as most actors? I did
3: growing up when I was young in mm-hmm. upstate New York mm-hmm. um, and then moved into TV and film. Okay. yeah.
0: So I'm curious, um, I asked most of our guests this and it'd be an interesting question to ask you. What type of music did
2: you grow up listening to and where you exposed to hip hop? We we started off as a music podcast, yeah. so it's gonna go music a little. <laughs> bit. Of course,
3: of course, yeah. I love music. Um, of course, I I totally grew up around hip hop, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't my go to. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I would say it was more uh, in like my teen years of mm-hmm. grunge. Rock, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, Nirvana,
1: I also, yeah, guys. Nirvana, nice. you know,
3: um, uh, Pearl Jam.
0: Okay, um, yeah, yeah, remember de- all of them.
3: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Pearl uh, Jam was
0: hard. Yeah, <laughs> I play Pearl Jam for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
3: Um smashing pumpkins, huge yeah. fan. Um
0: Red Hot Chili Peppers.
3: Yeah. Exactly. See, when I think about all of
0: them, I think about when MTV used to do the spring break things. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh break. yeah. For and sure. they would always have the 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 bands and stuff. That was my, mm-hmm. my I feel like Nirvana was before that
1: though. Mm-hmm.
0: No, they definitely were. Yeah. They definitely were. But when like red hot chili peppers and yeah. some Pearl Jam, some of them other guys. Mm-hmm. I was Grunge feels like
2: Seattle to me.
0: Oh, straight like, Seattle. Yeah, Northwest. Yeah. Straight
2: Seattle. That was the birthplace of it. Yeah, mean, yeah right? absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what I think of when I think of. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I was I had was living in Seattle oddly at that time for mm-hmm. like one year. I lived mm-hmm. up there while Kurt Cobain before he blew his head off. Or yeah, whatever happened to him. Right. Um, we were oh, up just there. just like that, huh? Before he blew his head off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I think I think he OD'd like... actually. Mm-hmm. I, I thought I, he thought he shot himself. Yeah, I really? thought so I did too. I thought it was with a shotgun. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I think it was like pretty. Okay. Oh shit. I mean. Rest in peace, Kurt Cobain. Yes. De- he was dealing with yeah. depression and right. all yeah. Things, right. yeah, maybe but. it was. A, a but uh, but no, yeah, I always think of Seattle as like mm. grunge headquarters. It poetic. is. It does. Did you like is.
0: classic rock?
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I also liked um, some classic rock for sure. Um, Always been a big like Sting fan. Mm-hmm. And the police I love the and police. some of the more like retro 80s <laughs> yeah. bands as oh, well. Yeah. 80s is where um, I live. I just saw Sting at the Bowl. It was amazing. <sighs> mm-hmm. Like my top five, five concerts. Um, also too, like Fleetwood Mac, huge okay. Fleetwood mm-hmm. Mac fan. Also yeah. seen them at the Bowl, mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. That probably was my number one um, concert. Uh and then I also have always liked classical music. Like mm. I've listened to a lot of classical music in my life and it started in the teen years. Um, plus I have a sister who's 16 years older, so I was influenced by her love of disco mm-hmm. and that kind of vibe. So, mm-hmm. Which then transferred into house and electronica, mm-hmm. um, which I really love now, yeah. Can you sing? I could sing. I mean, I mm. certainly wouldn't call myself a singer, okay. but for a role, yeah, for okay. sure. Okay, you
0: can carry a, a tune.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I we were talking out there and I, uh, if people don't know, you know, because they're seeing you on camera, you're very tall. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you're 5'11. Mhm. Right. So, were you is were you always did you get the a growth spurt early on which helped you transition into modeling?
3: I've always been tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was always one of the tallest girls in my class. Mm-hmm. Um And uh, yeah, started. I actually started um, acting first at 13, but then um, was approached for modeling. And since my mom had been a model, she said, you know, it's a great way to to make money and save up for college. And so I modeled all over the world, but really always came back to the roots and the foundation of my passion for
0: acting. What is that world like? I mean, being a fashion model. Mm.
3: You know, it really, it, it wasn't for me, I'm not, really into fashion to be honest mm-hmm. you know and and giving to an inanimate object wasn't very gratifying to <laughs> me um, you know I I'm, I love people mm-hmm. I'm a people person mm-hmm. I love interacting with humanity I love learning from people all of that so and studying people and you know that's of course how you create a character mm-hmm. um, so yeah the the modeling world was uh, it's it's tough you know yeah. it's it's very superficial you have to have a really thick skin you know you think you have to have a thick one in acting it's like i think in in modeling even more so but what i did love about it is i did travel to some amazing places and also um body awareness in front of the camera Mm -hmm. really helped and that connection and also just doing um just being a very outdoors, active, sporty person, like I said, with the dance background, um, all of that really helped um, with ultimately being in front of
2: a camera. Right. Were you signed to an agency, like a modeling agency, when you were doing that? Yes,
3: I was with Elite, John Casablancas, and um, I did the Look of the Year contest in Ibiza, Nice. I beat Giselle. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> All right. All right, there you go. She's flexing. She's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <black> she's she's <laughs> amazing. Uh, she's yeah, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that.
0: Yeah, uh, and this is uh, this may be somewhat of a, a silly question. Um, as a model, did you ever feel objectified? I t- totally okay <laughs> yeah how did you how did you deal were you able to kind of turn that off and just say hey it's business I'm selling something and, and you know
3: it's a great question because I think it's something that you sadly get used to mm-hmm. and I really don't think for me it was until the whole me too movement came around where I was like oh and I'm an adult you mm-hmm. know but you still As a woman, and Mm -hmm. I'm sure you deal with this, too, all the time, and although things have changed a lot, especially in the last five to ten years, but you just, it's like water off a duck's back. You know, Mm -hmm. you get so accustomed to the comments, to... Mm -hmm. The, the touchy feely yeah. aspect of it, exactly, mm-hmm. and you just kind of, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Hold on, wait. Is it people's touching. <laughs> 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 See, <laughs> Uncle Ken. Yeah, uh, there you god, go. god. Oh my god. <laughs> well, we got some shit for them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, this is um, like my family. I've known her since mm-hmm. she was a baby. So mm-hmm. like, hold on. I've been force. working. Who's you touching? Like, what? Of course. <laughs> yeah. I know Dad ain't letting that slide either. Oh, no, nah.
3: But I really, I really commend. Um, the woman, the women who have come forward and have spoken out against um, the abuse, mm-hmm. because really it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, what was the the book and the film that just came out recently um, that the two New York Times reporters wrote? Do you remember what the name of that film was? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, it's escaping me right now. But I read the book and and the movie it was about Weinstein mm-hmm. and and.
1: Um, Uh, I saw the Netflix series. I don't know if it's the same one. What was that one called? It wasn't, it wasn't surviving, but they showed like the whole conglomerate of how they were able to get these young girls and how they set up the girls also to bring in more women that were their age. I don't oh, is
0: know that with the Epstein what? thing,
1: yes, yeah, okay, that
3: that would have been a d- oh, different exposure. Yeah, so many, it's, it's, it's bothering me that I can't. Leave. You find the title for me, she Ken. said, she said, thank you, she that's said. it, you got yeah. it, yeah. Um, but it, it was like it really, that really sunk into me, and um, you know, I think also, too, as you grow older and mature, you also look at your own
1: participation and, and how you mm-hmm. present yourself and mm-hmm. how you dress and mm-hmm. all of these things. Ooh, don't but, get in trouble now. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, women don't like that. Women don't like hearing how you present yourself can garner it's different true. attention, but it is true. But it is true. Yes yeah, it, it is. Right? It's whole
2: not, yeah, it. mm-hmm.
3: like what are you selling, <gasps> you know? Mm-hmm. And and why are yeah. you selling it? Mm-hmm. So it's it's been an education <clears> and, and I think the generation coming up and I notice People that are younger than me, it's mm. the way in which they approach women, yeah. and is totally different mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I, um, mean,
0: I think if you dress the part, they give you the role. Yes. You know, I mean, it, it's the same way for men. Even if you look in the, you know, in the urban aspect of the culture, you know, you can have a lot of these uh, suburban kids that are not from the hood, they're not from the
2: gang life, but it becomes fashionable. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if they, I was just seeing a, if in they, a they, an interview about a white kid from like. Rancho Palo Verdes, who was mm-hmm. like hanging out with the Crips mm-hmm. and gotten all this
0: who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba 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 trouble
2: yeah and yeah. ended up getting shot If you, at, if yeah. you wear the uniform, so yeah. it's kind of mm-hmm. to that same right. thing.
0: So if you if you look like a gangbanger, you're walking mm-hmm. up the street and you wonder why the police is, you know, kind of tripping with you or you're getting banged
2: on, well, you have on the uniform. So right. I don't know, though, man. It's I feel like, I don't know, I'm a guy speaking. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little more nuanced than the, because I think women were catching it. Definitely. They were, they were being objectified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little yeah. Bit. I, I mean, I've worked now, it's like my 23rd year, mm-hmm. and I, not sadly, because I knew nothing about it, but I worked with Weinstein mm-hmm. in the at the Cannes Film Festival on a PR hmm. run for I think it was Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's 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 yeah it's not it's deeper than like if you look the part they give you the role because I think women were just being objectified. No, that's true. That's I, a here's, a, here's, here's the thing: I grew up a, with a mother who raised me. A grand I didn't. My dad was not absent, but he didn't raise me. I grew up raising my baby sister that you know, mm-hmm. and by my mom and my grandma. So I always had a reverence and respect for women, as right. I know you did with mm-hmm. your connection to your mom and having mm-hmm. your daughters. Mm-hmm. I think some men just don't have it.
1: No, yeah, and, for sure, and that's true.
2: And in this industry, they were taking advantage of that, mm-hmm. taking advantage Absolutely. of the position of power. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. total abuse that, of like, power. Yeah, you know, you know, the heart of men yeah, can be sure. wicked. Yeah. For sure, can be wicked. Yeah. I think, I and think, regardless, like. Not- you yeah. could have them in full. No, that's right. That's right. And, yeah. and I was about to
0: say not to justify it at yeah. all, but I'm saying that that doesn't help it.
1: Of course, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. it doesn't help. Because as a woman, you feel it. Like I can feel like if I'm dressed like this versus when I have on like a skirt, but not in like a work setting, but just in life. Like you mm-hmm. do feel the difference, and you can observe the different demographics totally. of men that approach you, how they approach you, mm-hmm. right? You know things mm-hmm. like that, but. My question to you is: In this industry, and especially with modeling, like, did that help you learn to establish boundaries and set boundaries, or did it come after? Did you always kind of have it? Just your journey with boundary setting as a beautiful woman in that industry, in those industries. What's a boundary? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still learning. She said, "I got to get it." <laughs> um,
3: no, I, honestly, I mean that's that's not a total joke, but yeah. I think growing up. In the industry that I have from such a young age, you know, I think I've got it pretty much figured out at this point. But, you know, it's taken, it's taken a while Mm -hmm. because those lines were really skewed, right? Right. You want people to like you, Mm -hmm. you want to get the job, and obviously not compromising yourself. But and that's why I say you have to learn the balance within yourself Mm -hmm. because also, too, there's a certain Expectation that mm-hmm. people have in how you present yourself, yes. in what you say and what you do, less so now, but mm-hmm. certainly it was different
0: before. Mm-hmm. Did you ever come across the Weinstein cat? Um,
3: I have I have met him. Okay. Yeah, but in a you
0: know, in a social
2: oh, environment. Yeah. See.
3: Yeah, I think it was in Cam. Actually.
2: I think you and I would also just call like the dudes that fall into that. Like it's just as mm-hmm. dudes. Like Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Like no, a, a a guy like you, yeah. a guy like me, like I, I feel like I have a respect for women. Right. I've I've always I've like a serial monogamous, I've dated mm-hmm. and dated and dated. I'm I'm not out there like a predator, trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's just like there's dudes who no, will like sure. be like, "Oh, I got some power and I can make this young girl." Yeah, cool. that mm-hmm. is. Like that, yeah. and I think Everywhere. I think of that in any as we talk about like the social dynamics of race relations in this country, mm-hmm. like anybody who exploits like mm-hmm. people of color, yeah, right. women, or whatever, it's kind of like a jazz trait Yeah, where it, it is. Like, it's weak. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like it's weak. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you're gonna you don't play that card, <laughs> right? And then right. like I know who you are, like I know, and you run across it in this industry all the time, and, yeah. And you know I'm a white guy, so I mean, mm-hmm. we've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a position where, yeah, I understand the privilege and right and the power that comes with that, and I try mm-hmm. to, I try to like, tread lightly, and right. Give people opportunity and not be one of the guys that would be looked at like that, but it's it's out there it's out yeah. it's, it ain't just Weinstein it's mm. yeah it was a culture I believe yes. oh absolutely that, that started absolutely. to get it's re- been around exposed. forever yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and I'm sure
0: in your in your journey you've encountered that probably quite a bit
1: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. how yeah. do you how do you deal with it like to any young actresses that mm-hmm. could be watching this like how do you navigate that
3: I would just say um know your own power mm. and know that you don't have to accept that And you don't have to pray into that to get the job. You know, if that's what the expectation is, you don't want that job anyway, you know, and you don't have to. But I would also educate um, younger women to also be aware of how you're presenting yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you selling? If you're going in to a business meeting, of course, if you're going for a certain role that, you know, is a as a prostitute or a mm-hmm. call girl or a stripper mm-hmm. or something then you you presenting yourself in one way right but if you're going into a business meeting to pitch a script right. you know don't wear the mini skirt mm-hmm. with the cleavage right. you know and the platforms it's like you just <laughs> <Yes>. you <laughs> right. want to be taken seriously yeah. so so also know what your own level of participation is in that right
0: right and that's so messed up because in a perfect world I mean, one should be able to dress as they want to. Of course, to, right? true. In a perfect yeah. world, but yeah. Girl, we don't yeah. live in that world. I know, Mm-mm. right? And that's not our culture. I right? can't tell you how many
3: sure. times I've gone in to like, because um, I also produce, pitch a script or something, and you know, I'll be with a, a gentleman, whomever that person is, and and then it'll be like well, maybe we could go to dinner and yep. you know I could, we could talk more about it.
4: That's you know? where it starts. Huh? Exactly. Just putting
0: their toe yeah. in the water. Right. See, yeah. See yeah. What that mm-hmm. Is. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: <laughs> I think because you've met my, you've, you know, I know your wife and you've uh-huh. met my my ex-wife and I've always just been on, maybe it's just because I've always been tied in with someone. I've always yeah. just no dinner talk, no, just all business. I do the Keanu Reeves. Have, have you seen the pictures of him where he's like very standoffish always has been mm-hmm. very respectful mm-hmm. he won't like put his arm around someone in a photo like go look hard yes. at Keanu Reeves photos okay if he's with like a young lady yeah He's not even touching. He's got his like, and he's been like that forever. Like, shout out. That's smart. Now a lot
3: of people will ask, which they mm -hmm. never used to. Like, can I put my arm around you Mm -hmm. for a photo? You know, and that's that's nice. I appreciate that.
0: I I feel like I may need to start doing that. that. I never. I just assume. Just nah. I've (laughs) I've
2: always been like that. I might, yeah, I might
1: have to start doing that. It's real. They they circle it on social media. It was trending, like it was like this. Right? Thing yeah, 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 to... yeah right. and it, There's yeah. like a gap of air yeah. 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 between the person. But and the... I, I'm gonna but start today. It,
0: but... I'm gonna start with you, Kristine. Okay. Today, I'm, I'm gonna I'm 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 get my Keanu. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you
3: could you could. Ask. I mean, I think once you yes. you know you have an interaction have with yeah. someone, yeah. you know, then you're like, okay, you can yeah. post yes. in a picture together. But you know, I think even
2: still, just good friends, but I don't think he. He was doing i don't even think he was doing this is pre me too mm-hmm. i think he it was just a respect thing like mm-hmm. yeah a boundary of like i'm not gonna right i'm yes. not gonna like grab upon you or hug upon you or wow. whatever else because guys don't do it with each other like in the industry nah. i've met so many people we're not like all arms nah. around each other's way but i have
0: stopped a few people from i don't like people well i'm usually taller than most people but i don't like people to put their arm up on my shoulder you know when they do that they be trying to like like you just shelf for some <laughs> I, mean, I don't like it. That's that, was, that big dog thing. I don't I would be like man, move your arm. I don't <laughs> think many
3: people could. Well, if you've got basketball players, yeah, or nah, I've had.
0: I, they'd be short. They'd like this. Yeah, yeah it'd be it'd be shorter guys. They try He's to talk love. about me. I do it.
4: <laughs>
2: I mean, he family. He could do it. But I'm talking yeah. about like
0: strangers, folks. Yeah. I don't. I don't like that.
2: I just yeah. think there's a there's there in that whole conversation. There's just a respect missing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's just a respect missing for each other. Is. Like humans, and no, that's true. That's men, true. women, people are all races. Like yeah. just, just a general yeah. respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think some people grow up with it. It's different. Like we, we're growing up in a different era now, mm-hmm. and you know, like I, we have, I have interracial kids. Yeah, you just teach people like. Respect for women, how to be humanity. a human, yeah. yeah. humanity, culture. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. My current girlfriend is Jewish, and like my kids are learning about what's going on right now by right. interacting with her and her son. It's just like there's such a lack of human yeah. decency left. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, kids are asking about cultural things going on. Mm-hmm. Well, why are they bombing this? And why it's like, oh man, <laughs> because it's, there's somebody who wants power and control and. Mm-hmm. And I
3: was driving through Topanga Canyon today and I saw a sign that said love thy neighbor
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it was you know so simple and beautiful and true and it really stuck with me and first of all I thought it's really interesting that someone felt that they needed to put that sign up there yeah. like yeah. there was a reason <laughs> why they posted that for people to read
4: mm-hmm.
3: um, and it's it's just a really simple
4: message. I wonder that, what yeah. that's
0: attributed to you know in terms of just the loss of respect for humanity and life. Like the other day I was at Chipotle and I saw this homeless guy uh, sitting at the little outside table. I ain't gonna lie. I thought he was dead. Right. But I was thinking to myself, nobody stopped, but me, hmm. you know, everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Yeah. No, I'm not going to lie. Maybe 20 years ago, I probably wouldn't have, right? But as I've gotten older, I've learned to kind of appreciate yeah. uh, and value humanity <clears throat> and human life. So I stop. I go over to him. I tap him, you know, and then I'm like, damn, dude feel a little stiff. I'm like, damn, I hope this dude ain't dead, oh you know, because now I got to stay and like talk to the people, right? Mm-hmm. And I have somewhere to be. But I'm like pushing. I'm like, damn, I think dude is dead. You know, so I'm like, oh man. But I was tripping in in real time, like so many people had walked by him, not to even check on him. So finally I got down and I said, okay, I don't want to pull him up. So I got down and he was breathing. You know, Mm -hmm. he was breathing slow, but he was breathing. So then-
3: He was passed out.
0: Yes. Uh So he was on something. So I ain't gonna, listen. So what I did was it was like a little fork that was on there. I stuck the fork in his neck and in his his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I gagged him a little bit. And he got up and he was. What are you he, doing, bro? But no, I, <laughs> I just wanted to make. <laughs> no, sure
2: you no, was listen. Where's this I conversation going? No, no, listen. I wanted and, uh, to make
0: sure he wasn't dying. Killing homeless I wanted people. to make sure he wasn't dying. You know <laughs> oh. what I mean? And so when he got up, I said, bro, you good? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I said, oh, okay.
4: Just
1: want to make sure. But, yeah. So
0: yeah. <laughs> you out just stabbing homeless guys. He's like, I'm sleeping well tonight. But yes, there it is yep. right there. Yep. I couldn't in good conscience. Yep. Walk away from me, Amen. you know what I mean. If, if and then if I had looked on the news like, oh, you know, God found dead, and I'm like, damn, I just that's sad. By thing and like he not on
2: the news. That would have just huh. yeah, that's, that's true. Up and You know, um, this is an
3: interesting segue, but um, I did a film earlier. Also, we're at a Chipotle. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Uh, Earlier this year, called No Address, and it's Mm -hmm. about the homeless crisis in America right Mm -hmm. now. It is
2: for sure a crisis. And
3: um, we in LA have the largest Mm -hmm. in-city homeless population in the entire U.S. Sixty thousand. Homeless people. Wow! And we all saw through COVID how it just mm-hmm. snowballed. I mean, you yeah. saw homeless people where you never ever whole encampments mm-hmm. where yeah. you never saw them before, right? Yeah.
2: So, all of my neighborhood, yeah, down, Oaks. yeah. And, it, Oaks.
0: and it's it's everywhere. You would think yeah. it's just like Skid Row, mm-hmm. man. Yeah.
2: Listen, it's Encino, It's Beverly Hills, right. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I so, saw the craziest thing. They put on Devonshire and Balboa in Northridge. Mm-hmm. They set up an encampment down Devonshire, and then they started putting tents. In mm-hmm. turning lane in the street.
0: Oh wow. Wow. They just
2: there was there was somebody sleeping in there mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. I was like, he it's in the street. Mm. And Not it even on there. the medium. No, in the like right far right hand lane mm-hmm. of wow. Devonshire at Balboa. Wow. They'd start putting tents in the street where yeah. cars would typically drive. So dangerous. Oh, that's crazy. And they were just staying there. There was like feet hanging out. But like, what's crazy what is, is how on?
0: even this country we have money to send to these other countries for aid and all of this and or we bail out car manufacturers yeah but for some reason we don't have the resources to you know to house these homeless and I understand it could be challenging because some of that is rooted in mental illness mental you know illness. Yeah. some of these people want to be where they are unfortunately you know yeah. some of them but um, th-
4: yeah
3: there really should be a rehabilitation mm-hmm. program you know for mental health and also mm-hmm. substance abuse I mean I think those are the two leading factors mm-hmm. and so my friend who made this film Julia Verdon she got on a tour bus <clears throat> with a homeless expert and she went to 17 different cities Interviewing people from the homeless communities, and she did a documentary, and then based upon their stories, she wrote a scripted feature, and that's when we did uh, shot No Address. So all of the stories that you see of the characters in the film um, were people that she actually met. Okay. Um. So we're really, and we shot it in Sacramento. Oh.
2: Right?
3: And during the monsoon. Nice. And you know these people were living. Through that in That's their crazy. tents or whatever, when we were having all that flooding and rain and water and Sacramento's um,
2: got a crazy homeless problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on a street called Roseville Road by my house is just it can't, mm-hmm. Looks like a city. Now. Yeah,
3: it was it was staggering what yeah. we saw. So hopefully we'll raise some awareness with that.
0: Speaking of uh, mental illness, um, you being in Hollywood and then also being from somewhere else and not having family out here, um, how do you balance? Uh, like dealing with the holidays coming, you know? How do you deal with being away from family and just work-life balance with being in Hollywood?
3: Yeah, it's also a great question. Um, I'm blessed now to have family nearby. So my parents sold the farm 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and they moved out here. And then my sister and her wife live in Ventura, so it's not far. Um, And they've been out here for, gosh, at least 20 years now. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it's, it's a... It's a great question because there's this business is not stable. and mm-hmm. I made that joke earlier about you know, still having my sanity mm-hmm. through all these years. Um, but it's true. I mean, I've seen so many of my contemporaries crash and burn mm-hmm. and lose everything to for whatever reason. Um, so I think you have to have you have to create that internal grounding within yourself mm-hmm. um, because without that, I. <laughs> I mean I think any any profession in life you really need that but this more than anything mm-hmm. because you're creating all these characters that are really out there you know mm-hmm. you've it's you can have a feast or famine lifestyle you're you know you're working mm-hmm. you're making all this money and then there's nothing you know and how mm-hmm. do you how do you balance and maintain that or You know, you're on set and you're needed, you know, 15 hours a day and then the movie or the show is over and then you're at home and it's Mm -hmm. like crickets, you know, Mm -hmm. so how do you balance those extremes, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I found meditation early on in life and that really helped ground me. Um, and I think uh, definitely my, just my inspiration and drive for my craft and what I do, I absolutely love it. I mean, sometimes it's gone up and down, but anytime I've questioned what else would I do, there's nothing else that I would be this passionate about for yeah. sure. Right. And then of course now having a son who's mm-hmm. seven years old, that'll ground you. Yeah, <laughs> have yeah. A seven-year-old so, too? Yeah. Son. Yeah. Driving me crazy. We'll have to get them together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it's been a beautiful journey, of course, with my most important role now as mother,
4: yeah.
3: um, to really be there and show up for him and mm. be the best version of me that I can be. And yeah. you got that incredible opportunity at a young age. I
2: Whoa. did, I did. That's amazing. That's a different journey too. That's yeah.
3: It
0: is. Yeah. I tell people it is. Um, I watched
2: them go through uh, most of it. Yeah,
0: it it, it shapes you um, because what people don't realize, and I think I thought about this as I got older, I've been a parent literally 85% of my life. Wow. I've been responsible for someone else for 85% of my life, you know? So, uh, Hi.
4: Hey. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. here she still is,
0: right here on my on my on my leg, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that, though. You know, I, I think it it matured me uh, at a time where I really needed to be mature. You know, because I always say that if I didn't have her. And and of course with her mom loving on me and and being a positive
2: influence on me, oh, I probably great. would be dead or in jail.
4: Yeah,
2: I'm pretty sure. Of let it. me get this. We always do the show to give someone else flowers, but let me give this man flowers because I met him after he came from Kansas City, so I wasn't there at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. But she was still a baby, mm-hmm. eight nine.
1: Yeah, I was yeah. ten. Yep, just turned ten.
2: Mm-hmm. S- this man has been an incredible father yeah. since, mm-hmm. since the day I met him. Still who he is and still very much yeah. Kansas City and street. Mm-hmm. I met him when he was still a gangster rapper. <laughs> had the yeah. grades and everything. But I had my kids later in life, and I mm-hmm. always, people ask me, like, oh, man, you're a good father. And I'm like, you know what's weird is, although we come from, because mm-hmm. I, I grew up in music too, I and mean, we met kind of through that. But, like, like, I've been blessed. I have good mm-hmm. fathers to look at as friends mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, you could still be from where we're from and be a good father. Like, Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I would always be like, Court is an incredible father.
0: And, and, you know, it's not about it's not about perfection either, you know, yeah. because you make, you're make you going to make mistakes. Yeah. There's no handbook for parenting, right? No. It's the easiest thing in the world to f*** up and get wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh. espe- yeah. especially when you're a, a kid having a kid, you know, mm. uh, and, and then compound that with not having a reference point. Because mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with my dad. I didn't grow wow. up with a father being demonstrated and sure. what that looked like, you know. Um, were so, you ever
1: scared with me? I've never asked you that.
0: Oh, hell yeah. Oh,
1: hell yeah. Because, okay.
0: I mean, hell, I was in jail, you know, oh, yeah. when you were after you were conceived. So, yeah, I was scared as shit. Because I, again, well, I'm going to tell you what I was scared of. Let me be honest. I was scared to tell my mama. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <Yes>. <laughs>
0: That's what I was scared of because I knew my mother was going to hit the roof. And she did. You know, and she did. I remember my my mother was like, "I'm too, I'm too old to be a grandmother." You know, I think she was like thirty eight. Right? <laughs> too old, You're right? Oh yeah. uh, no, too young. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, too young. Okay. I'm sorry. She said she was too young to be a grandmother at thirty eight. Pretty, pretty young. Well, mm-hmm. me being a fifteen, I was like, "Man, you oldish." Like <laughs> you know, I'm like, what are you talking about? You old, like, <laughs> you are and, right there. And yeah, you see Grandpa. how ignorant you are, you know, yeah. thinking that 38 is old, yeah. and so, uh, but, but I, you know, I, I made it do what it do, but listen, I can't take credit for a lot of it. Is her mom, you know
2: what I mean? And her, y- Been a great yeah. mom, also. And, and and flowers, and her young. parents, and
0: her parents, and the support of my in laws, like. They really kind of helped and aided to to make it all work, you know. Yeah. Because it's amazing. Yeah. You
3: had that support, I'm
4: sure. No, was very absolutely. grounding.
0: Oh, absolutely. But then, you know, I think just uh I think wanting to do it different than what my dad had did. I mean, shout out to my dad. We're cool now, but yeah. just wanting, you know, we want to do it different. You know, we try to do do what we didn't give, what we didn't have, you know. Yeah. Um, and is, you know, you learn along the way. And it's funny. So, you know, for y'all, because my kids are grown mm. as a parent, those you you have to grow with your kids as a parent because that relationship mm. evolves. You know, see, as she gets right. older and she evolves, like we had to evolve with her and sure. understand those dynamics change. Yeah. Like now she she's 30. I know she hate when no, I say her okay. age, but she's 30. <laughs> right. I can't deal with her like I did when she was 14. No. You know, I have to kind of. Respect her individuality. Is that and her was choices. that hard? It was. <laughs> yeah. It was. No, no. But it I was. mean,
3: because yeah. I, I think when you do, you have children. No. Okay. Mm-mm. When Never you were. have a Mm-mm. child, you know you mm-hmm. see them. I mean, I've only gotten to seven so mm-hmm. far, and I of course relate to him different at seven as when I did when he was three or an infant. Right. Mm-hmm. But. You know, I have a friend who's just uh, had his daughter go to college Mm -hmm. and he is really struggling. Like, of course that's different. She's now out of the house, Mm -hmm. but it's like, he keeps saying like, my little girl, like maybe I should have another kid, you know? Like, (laughs) like he's really (laughs) having a hard time letting Mm -hmm. go of that, how he related to her. Yeah, Yeah, so
0: anyway. It is hard, and but it's, it's you have to it's necessary well he because, gotta let
2: his go at 25 though so i mean he's, yeah because if you yeah. don't
0: if you don't it's just gonna cause issues you know yeah. when you try to deal with them like if they were you know i of i course, can't make yeah. her do anything all i can do is is suggest mm-hmm and At it's this funny point. to, Support. and I know
1: when he's doing it now too, which is crazy. <laughs> no, I do. I can. It's a tone of voice that he, him and my mama, they both have it, and it's like I know y'all want to parent so bad right now. <laughs> I can feel it, and he, because he'll kind of do this reset, like, so I'm just saying, <laughs> 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 like, I'm gonna just make a healthy, i like make a healthy suggestion and a healthy like, suggestion. Yeah, yes, that's that's like that. Yeah, I know. Doing. still do it to me.
2: Really? Yeah, <laughs> really? hey, I'm 42 years old. She's like. I've been thinking about you. I'm like, please don't. I was arguing with my, I have, I have seven. Well, he just turned eight. So he's eight. Eight and 10. Okay. And they go to school uh, in Agora Hills. Mm-hmm. And they were like poking each other and yelling and screaming the whole drive home. And I had stopped at my mom's house. And they just like crossed the line. I don't beat and hit my kids, but I'm very firm with them. If like I said, we're going to go home or I said, all right, hey, I've been asking you guys to get your shit together. You haven't. I'm not cussing at him like that, but like right. now we're going right. home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got real mad. At him. My mom was like, "I'm gonna talk to you about it," and I was like, "Don't, don't do it right now." Yeah, <laughs> like I'm, I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> yeah, dealing with my two kids. Don't do it. Yeah. I don't want to suggest But she caught herself parenting like. But the <laughs> thing about it, I'm though, I'll tell you
0: what to but, do. But you know, like I know, and like what hopefully she'll know one day is no matter how grown you get, no matter how old you are, you're still our child. You're still our yeah. baby. Right. And now. When you get to my age, and and I'm someone who's buried a parent, right, no matter how grown you are, no matter how rich you are, no matter how tough you are, everybody always wants to feel like they're somebody's baby. So mm-hmm. it, it, it starts to change as you get older. You start to appreciate that parenting and and yearn for it, you know. So it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it circles back around, you know, um, mm-hmm. but, but you
2: have to go through it to get to it, like to understand it. He's trying to kick his wisdom because he put his Mr. Rogers sweater on. Did you really just call my sh- Mister Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> now he's gonna he give us the old man speech.
4: <laughs> he must his shoes. Uh, uh,
0: like my neighbors. Neighbor. Hey, I was just about to say that. Let's tie our shoes. Yeah,
3: exactly. That's what we do. He kind of toss it into the other hand. <laughs> he gave us
2: his fifty-year-old speech and buttoned his top button. Oh my gosh,
3: that's funny. <laughs> that was
2: that's a good really
4: one.
3: Funny. Yeah, No, I think my dad uh, has always had a great way, and it and it really has hasn't wavered, of course, maybe the issues of mine have matured, but he'd always just say it in a way where he, I knew that he knew what was going on. hmm but he didn't have to nail it over the head you mm-hmm. know he would just imply yes. mm-hmm. certain things and then it was kind of left in my court as to do mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. it what i should do with it yep. make a good decision or a not so great decision and then go from there learn from there and honestly like that way and i try to do that with my son was great because then you really learn and you learn mm-hmm. that failure is a huge part of your success Absolutely, right yeah. i mean Absolutely. For so long mm-hmm. i had this fear of failure, and I was like, "No!" Nah. And I, f- it finally hit me one day. I was like, "Wow, this is really important to maturing Man. and to my growth." Yes, yeah. and- you have to
0: embrace it. You have to like lean into failure, right? And and that's part of the process. I learned way more in failure than I did in, in succeeding.
4: Yeah.
0: way more, you know. And it, and it builds character too. That's it. For sure, it builds character for sure. And that's the same thing with her. Like I. You know she's pretty level-headed. You know uh, I suggest, and if it blows up, then I'm here to support. Yeah. You know, hey, no whose parents?
1: Is, oh, go
0: ahead. oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, mom. And I
1: was gonna say, whose parents and style? Between your parents, do you mesh both of them? Do you lean towards one? Like, what is that for you now that you're a mom? And yeah, you're it's a great question. My my
3: mother is very soft and gentle in her approach, and my dad was more firm. Um, but, you know, like I just explained, mm-hmm. I'm not too heavy handed. And I do think I have kind of a middle ground mm-hmm. in it. I'm, I'm not as nearly as much of a pushover as my mother, <laughs> but I'm, I don't think I'm, I'm quite as firm as my dad. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm so not the disciplinarian in my house. <laughs> is that safe to say? It's for sure. With kids, would y'all say? Oh, never mind.
1: According <laughs> right now. I, I, I'm not the <clears throat>
2: disciplinarian. Yeah, but she, she right? also comes from a very yes. ethnic Yes. Like, Nigerian. yes, Nigerian Nigerian <clears throat> background. That's not America. Yeah, like for me. That's immigrant. Like my kids,
0: I would tell them like, "Listen, you know your mama going to be home, yes, right? I mean, like, look, man, y'all don't want no some <laughs> going on. Y'all need to get, <laughs> get this doctor. <laughs> <this>, you <laughs> going not have gonna, to deal with her." Yeah, yeah, like, "Okay, your mama they did <laughs> yeah, what I was Your mama get Yeah, no, still to this day. You know your mama gone. you know. So, cute. they wasn't afraid of me. Like my youngest daughter, I remember at like I'm big and, you know, whatever whatever and I would, t- I would say, so you're not afraid of daddy? She started laughing at me. <laughs> yeah. She started laughing at me. And I was like, so not even a little bit? She was just like, I can't believe you asked that question. Like, no, like, no. but laughed at me. <laughs> but mom's scared. The- oh, <laughs> oh yeah, mama now. My mama get
1: that look. Y'all that- more
0: scared
2: of mama than me, I would say growing up. Okay, look
0: at her. Sorry, him, all wifey. <laughs> I know, she gonna be looking at this like, what Why? the hell?
2: So with your parents though, and their support and everything you just explained, was that support there as you went into modeling and acting and this career? Because it's a because it's an interesting career field that I feel yeah. like the resounding thing that comes back is that a lot of parents are like, "Oh, no,"
3: want- because and and it's a great question because they had also been in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so right. So they, took you they to the agent.
4: Yes.
3: D- yeah, they really did support me and they saw my level of drive and determination and passion around it. And I came out here when I was 16 years old. I had auditioned for a job in New York that was going to be filming in L.A., and they brought me out here and screen tested me. And that was the deciding factor. I was like, if I get the job, I'm going to stay. If not, I'm not going to be just another... Blonde, out of work actress. So I'm going to go back to New York. And I got the job and I stayed and I became emancipated so that I could work adult mm-hmm. hours.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I did uh, homeschool, you know, with uh, on set with mm-hmm. teachers. School teachers. And um, yeah, so they really believed in me and really encouraged me. And also having that support yeah. has helped with the grounding. What sure. was that?
2: What was that breaking that first project?
3: Um, well, I had, I had already done, you know, uh, TV and film in New York, but with the, the one that, operas and uh, stuff that Yeah. Yeah. And it's like New York undercover and mm-hmm. law and order, mm-hmm, I love and, you know, like independent New York films undercover. and yeah, things New York like that. So. And then it was, uh, unhappily ever after, mm-hmm. which okay. was a TV series that was kind of, uh, not quite a spinoff, but from the creators of married with children. So yeah. it was mm-hmm. a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I seen you did a movie with ice T as well. Uh, gangland. Oh yeah, yep. yeah, yep. yeah. How was that? You know, we
3: didn't actually have any scenes okay. together. Okay. Yeah,
0: but we were in the same
3: movie. Oh, so. okay, mm-hmm.
0: okay. So I just want to get right into it. Terminator 3. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, T- What what is they name? Was it T-S, was it T3? T. T. X. T. X. is my character. T-X, yeah. yes. Yeah. Man, how did you go about landing that role?
3: So it was a series of, Gosh, maybe 10 auditions.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, it
3: was, uh, it was intense.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
3: And I am not really like an action fan per se, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, I mean, I had started doing some action roles like Mortal Kombat Mm -hmm. Conquest was Mm -hmm. my first action role, a TV series I did, and- I remember that. Yeah, Yeah. and because I've always been tall, I've mm-hmm. had a deeper voice. You know, when I was younger, it was sometimes they hard they put you in Mortal to- Kombat,
2: Sonya? Were you a T- Sonya? Uh, I was Taja. Taja. T- 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 right? Yeah, yeah T- it
3: was a different character, yeah. Gotcha. I think it might have been a new character for the series. That they it's funny though, because- She's giving a, me Sonya Blade too. <coughs> there's a
2: Sonya Blade <laughs> character that you look like you would be like a dead yes, i for. Yes, I've heard, I've yeah. heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry.
3: That's okay. So, um, so I'd always been, um, it was, sometimes it was hard to cast me because I'd be taller than the guy playing my father mm-hmm. or things like that when I was 16. <laughs> but I thought, well, here's a role where I don't have to have any limitations. I can look the way I look. I can be the height that I am. I can sound how I am. And I had always loved Robert Patrick in T2. Yeah. I was just blown away and mesmerized by his performance. And later he's become a friend and we did a movie together, and, which is great. But um, so for me, it was just like something clicked. And I went, oh yeah, this t- this character, the, the and again, because it was so physical and having the dance background, um, and, you know, learning the choreography for action, which was similar to learning dance choreography, it just, yeah, it was just the right fit. And, um, and being inspired by Robert Patrick, even though wanting to create my own character, uh, I went on this journey of very, uh, athletic auditions and it would be, you know, run and jump over the box and fall down and do a somersault and stand up mm. and, you know, look and, um,
2: very like parkour kind of
3: but this was pre-parkour yeah you know Mm -hmm. parkour was not a thing yet yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah it was very physical and um i I guess it worked i I, Mm -hmm. they i heard that they auditioned this is i guess another flexing moment as you (laughs) called it earlier (laughs) 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 um i i i i would used to have a hard time talking about myself. Uh, my mother would have to do it for me when I was younger. So it's yeah. <laughs> still sometimes I'm like, still you don't want things to sound too braggy, but um, I, they saw like 10,000 women wow, um, wow, wow. for the audition wow. in various different countries mm-hmm. all over the world. And for some reason it was just the right, the right wow. fit.
0: 10,000, so that.
3: Uh... And I like, I like pressure. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I really feel like that inspires me and so anyway I got the job and I went on this journey of getting in the best shape of my life. Mm -hmm. I put on 10 pounds or 15 pounds of muscle mass, I had a weight trainer, Um, I had a mime coach which was actually Jonathan Mostow the director's idea eliminating Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. the human traits of like showing exertion while running, blinking while firing Mm -hmm. a weapon, things like this. Mm -hmm. I worked with the LAPD getting accustomed to using the 45. Mm Um, I had a nutritionist, Philip Goglia, who's a gentleman I've worked with. Um, he's amazing. And actually it working with him on that, he's done like worked with all the Marvel actors and things to help them get in their peak physical performance shape. Um, so yeah, I had my body fat down to that of an Olympic athlete. And it was... You it looked was good in that red. Thank Liz. you. That Thank is you. iconic. We need <laughs> Thank to you. bring that. So anyway, um, yeah. so that yeah. was that was the beginning of, of that journey. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's okay. So you answered my next question. Cause I was going to ask you, how did you prepare for that role? Because you had, you didn't have a lot of lines mm-hmm. in that movie, it's but true. but it was all look and nuance and even walking like mm-hmm. a machine, but still human though. Mm-hmm. It was a balance there.
3: That's right. And I wanted to even bring in, because I'm a woman, those little signs of femininity that maybe weren't in Mm -hmm. the script, Mm -hmm. but bringing to life, like when I'm tasting the blood, Mm -hmm. or there's a moment in the bathroom fight scene where I look in the mirror, kind of check myself out, Mm -hmm. you know, things like this. And as I was saying uh, beforehand, you know, there's an importance for, even though I'm Shooting a gun at people at point blank range. You've gotta to want to root for me subconsciously in some way, mm-hmm, you know? Yeah. And that was really important for me to get across too.
0: Yeah. And then were, but you were still considered a Terminator in that movie, Chris. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you were the first. That was that was kind of risky for them to do that to a female Terminator. Cause, right. you know, Terminator had always been Arnold. Well, Arnold. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, I, and I remember a lot of people were like, who is this
4: woman? Like, who is
3: this young yeah. woman who's pitted yeah. against this male iconic yep. figure of cinema history? Right. And I just kept saying to myself, I'm gonna show you. I'm mm-hmm. gonna show you who I am. Oh, you did? What was it like <laughs> working you. with
0: Arnold, though? Like, what's that experience? He's
3: great. Like? I mean, he's got this larger than life persona. He's mm-hmm. very gracious with his fans. Um, mm-hmm. I learned a lot by working with him on the fight sequences. Um, and you know, just, tried not to miss my mark and hit him mm-hmm. in the face. <laughs> By accident, which I didn't,
0: which I did Yeah, was he, was he sparking up his cigars? Oh, definitely, yeah, <laughs> you could
3: always kind of, it, like, you could s- smell the cigar and then you went, oh, Arnold must be coming to set, you uh, know, before he got there.
0: Yeah, yeah. did you ever get hurt doing that movie?
3: Luckily, no, is the mm-hmm. short answer. I mean, I mm-hmm. definitely got bruises. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one scene where I'm, um, I become magnetized in the particle accelerator and my mm-hmm. body gets stuck mm-hmm. and I was in a harness there and so there was there was you know some bruising from mm-hmm. the inside of the harness
1: et etc mm-hmm. but luckily no mm-hmm. can I dial it back for a second yeah. I just have a question mm-hmm. you said 10, 10 rounds of auditions what were the rounds of auditioning why was it so many is it because of the amount of women or this was you once you got mm-hmm. it it was 10 it was multiple rounds for you i yeah, I must have gone
3: in ten times. I Maybe. don't think that they really. Oftentimes, when they're casting, they don't really. I mean, sometimes they're specific, but sometimes they really don't know. Okay. And I remember the wrestler China, mm-hmm.
4: uh,
3: China. I guess she's I China. Like China. Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> she, there was talk that they wanted her in the role, and that um, she was going to do it. So they could have gone that route. You beat out China, girl. <laughs> <And> <laughs> then another flex. <laughs> I think. Thank you. <laughs> I think uh, that Jonathan Mostow really wanted to find someone that was his own discovery. You mm-hmm. know, that was kind of a relative unknown. Even though I'd worked quite mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't been on a stage that big before, so to speak. So, yeah.
4: Got
0: you. And that was going into my my next thing. You're right on point. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about?